It's been six years now since alternate realities went up to that big back issue bin in the sky. Though much has changed, our community endures. Now, on the brink of a new day, my holiday reunions with the AR gang near their conclusion. This is The Longer Halloween. Welcome to The Longer Halloween, a My Comic Shop history tale. I'm your host, Anthony Desiato. This is part 12, Labor Day. And joining me for the penultimate installment of our year-long series is first-time guest and former Alternate Realities customer, Pete Dwyer. Welcome, sir. Thank you for having me, sir. I, uh, I apologize that we didn't have a sexier holiday for you. I know Labor Day kind of falls on, uh, on, on perhaps the, the tamer, more pedestrian side of the holidays. <laughs> that, that's okay, given when we're recording this. I thought it was going to be a different month with even less holidays. I'm like, you know, it's going to be Flag Day. So, you know, it's, it's, this, this holiday is recognized. I'll take it. Yes. Well, you know, we had to get a little creative for the previous episode uh, for the, the month of August. Uh, mm -hmm. I went with the birthday of uh, former Alternate Realities employee Steve Ryan. So that, that month was Ryan holiday. August was real, mm -hmm. real slim pickings. Yeah. Uh, but here, yes, we do have a, a definitely a, a recognized <laughs> holiday. I suspect the answer to this is no, but I'll ask it okay. anyway, just in case. Do you happen to have any particular connection to Labor Day? Any any family traditions or, or trips that you, you tend to take around that time of year? No, sorry, I can't help you. You know, it's a it's a three day weekend that you know I look forward to till I realize, oh crap, the summer's over. Fair enough. Uh, so, sorry, but, I can't help you there. No, it's all good. But I appreciate you coming on for our Labor Day installment here, and I'm I'm so happy to finally you know have you on here. And I apologize that it's taken this long. You know, I uh, as you know, uh, but I'll share for our listeners. You know, I filmed a a relatively brief interview with you for my comic shop documentary back in 2010, and we did it outside of the store. And I ended up not using it. the The sun was in your face, and the audio wasn't great because we had the cars whizzing by. That's all on me. Yeah. And uh, and of course, you know, the it ultimately came down to. Uh, as well, you know, just, you know, time in the movie and, and trying to get yeah. it as lean as possible, uh, though you are represented in the film uh, via B-roll. But I always felt bad that we didn't have your interview in there. And then, uh, you know, when I was telling the story of alternate realities on this podcast, you know, I was trying to uh, incorporate as many different perspectives. And we did have others who were there to kind of talk about the the customer perspective. But uh, but I never forgot about you, and I always wanted to be <laughs> able to do this. And so I'm so glad that that we can have you on here now. And I also kind of love that we're six years into this podcast and here we, you know, we have a new, you know, a new voice on the show. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. No, thank you. I mean, I always viewed uh, the interview we did as a, a learning experience for you. You know, I don't know if I, if I had the sunglasses on or if I was squinting, it was like, geez, I probably made for bad video. You know, you learned because I think the rest of the interviews were inside after that. So I was a learning experience. Yeah, I mean, it, that's true. Uh, and I do appreciate, you know, you being so accommodating with that. And yeah, very. that is kind of, in a sense, that is the case because, uh, you know, we did it outside because I thought like, oh, okay, like this will be something different. Like just mm -hmm. to add to some variety because all the other interviews right. basically were in the shop. So I was like, well, that'll be kind of cool to do it outside. And then, yeah, quickly realized, well, son in the interviewee's face and cars whizzing by, that combination mm -hmm. <laughs> doesn't totally work. Right. So there's a, you know, there's a bunch of stuff that I want to catch up with you about. Cause I mean, you and I really have not, not spoken, um, in, in quite some time, but right. before that I have, there's a question that I've been, I've been meaning to ask you for years. Okay. 
for years. And I, I could have just done this over Facebook or over text, but I was like, no, I save this for the podcast. So well, you and I are both fellow April birthdays, just as a, as a right. quick side note. And that's my segue into what I want to ask, because I've noticed that when you wish people uh, a happy birthday on Facebook, whether it's myself or someone else, and you are, you're always on top of that and it's always appreciated, but I've noticed that you'll, you will write happy birthday with a period at the end yes. of it, not an exclamation point and not, not an absence of punctuation. You are actively choosing a period. And I've right. been dying to know if there's a reason behind that. I, I, I Honestly, I never realized I was doing it. You know, you pointed it out in one of your, your thank you messages. And I was like, oh, wait, I do that? Holy crap, he's right. I do do that. And the only thing I can think of, it's just, I guess, the the grammar that was drilled into me by the nuns in uh, grammar school. Um, and then it's just, I guess, a little bit of my personality. I'm just very low-key, quiet, you know, period. You know, I'm, I'm not shouting happy birthday, happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that's the best I can I can get you. I you know I never realized I, I did it you know till you, you pointed out I don't know maybe two three years ago I was like holy crap I do do that wow I, so I, I wish there was more meaning behind it it's just you know best I can get is the the nuns and the low key personality is how we ended up here <laughs> that's hilarious it's funny because I think I think the first time I clocked it. I think my my gut reaction was probably like, oh, like, is he mad at me or is, you know, like, <laughs> because there, and again, I know this I, and I, I know you well enough. I know this is not the case, um, but it, the period, it, it does kind of give it that passive aggressive right. air to it. And mm -hmm. so, but then I noticed that you did that with everyone else and that's when the curiosity grew and I'm like, oh, okay, like that's his thing. Right. And I had, I did, um, I did a little run of episodes on, uh, for my patrons, uh, about a year ago, almost at this point, uh, with Sean Hendricks from uh, Fat Moose Comics. Oh, Fat we, Moose, right? We had this whole we had this whole bit about uh, birthday greetings because uh, Sean um, is a fellow fan of the television show The Office, and there's a I don't know if you're familiar, but there's this bit on The Office where uh, Dwight wishes a character happy birthday with a banner that says "It is your birthday." Period. Mm -hmm. And that's how Sean wishes everyone happy birthday on Facebook. He writes, it is your birthday period. And then he likes it, which, which added, added another layer to it that I was, I was intrigued by. So he and I had this whole conversation and this came up in that chat. And I was like, when I get the chance, I'm going to ask Pete about this. So, uh, so I appreciate you, uh, <laughs> you indulging me on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no problem. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm glad you pointed it out because I, I never realized it. It was, and again, I don't, I don't mean to, I don't mean to make you self-conscious about it. It was just so fascinating to me because I was like, Again, typically you see an exclamation point. If there were no punctuation, that I would kind of get too. It's like you're saving yourself a keystroke. It's just happy birthday, you boom, you, you bang it out. But I was like, no, like he's actively, consciously choosing that period. So uh, yeah. we can finally put that mystery to bed, I guess. Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, we'll also, we'll back up. And I, I do want to get into your, you know, your comic shop history generally and how you came to mm -hmm. AR and, you know, all the stuff that, you know, uh, you know, I've talked about with, with the other crew members as they've come on over right. the years, but I, I'm, I'm curious about that, but I'm really curious about your comic shop present because okay. over the past year, right, I've been having a, a bunch of AR alums on this podcast and we've been catching up and unless I'm mistaken, at least of the people who have been on the show, 
and I think this is true even of most of the larger group of AR, you're one of the few who is actually still reading and buying and collecting comics regularly, right? Yeah, I, I still have the bug or the disease, however you want to uh, label it, yes. And what's your what's your uh, your go-to shop these days? Oh, uh, Spider's Web, uh, Paul's shop. Yes. And uh, I mean, generally speaking, like what's the what's the experience been like for you there? It's been great. I mean, I'd have to break it up uh, pre-COVID and post-COVID. Pre-COVID, you know, I used to go like on a Wednesday night Um, and, you know, uh, Paul might be gone. I end up having conversations with uh, Andrew normally because uh, poor man's a Star Wars fan, so I have another thing to talk to him about. So, you know, we'll, we'd uh, talk about that. Uh, or, or Gene is a pretty big Star Wars fan as well. Um, you know, after the pandemic, it's, you know, or, or as things were kind of partially opening up, it's like, I don't want to go on a Wednesday. There's too many people. <laughs> so, you know, now I'll go like a Friday afternoon or a Saturday afternoon. So sometimes I'm the only guy in there because that, you know, that slice of time, I'm the only guy. Uh, but, you know, still, you know, still, you know, Paul's always happy to see you, you know, uh, you know, still it's, it's not the same as they are and nothing against uh, Paul or anything, you know, cause I've seen, you know, I'll see the, the people there, you know, hanging out like we used to hang out. It's for lack of better phrasing, this is their clubhouse, you know, uh, you know, always feel welcome, you know, hell it's sometimes it's a reunion episode. I'll run into Sean McInerney. I've run into Steve Odo there. Hell, I've run into Brian Claudio. Actually, I've run into both Brian's. I ran into Brian Claudio once and ran into Brian O'Day uh, a month ago. I don't know, maybe two months ago there. You know, pr- most, most likely it's Sean that I run into there. Right. Do you ever, do you reckon, I mean, those are obviously, you know, uh, regular members of, of the AR crew. Yeah. Do you, do you run into, um, you know, again, like some of the, the general customers who maybe you don't know by name, but you recognize them. Do you see a bunch of those folks too? Um, now, no, cause like I'm going at off times, you know, right. kind of uh, on purpose. Um, you know, if I went back, you know, as things open up more, maybe I start going back on a Wednesday, uh, you know, maybe I would. Right. And yeah, just for a, you know, quick recap for our listeners here. So Spider's Web is in Yonkers, New York, uh, a bit south of where alternate realities used to be located. And it is owned and operated by a former customer of ours, Paul Barrero. Uh, and he's been on the show before and, and, uh, yeah, he's a great guy. And, uh, that's where the largest concentration of, AR refugees ended up because Paul opened a, a good bit before AR closed and he and Steve remained on good terms. It wasn't like, oh, he's going to open the competing business. They were, you know, very friendly throughout the process. And I know Steve gave Paul a lot of a lot of advice and things like that. And so when Steve was closing and a lot of the customers were asking, like, well, where where, where do I go now? I know he referred a lot of people there. I think that as I, w- I was pondering this, I think that um I know some folks did end up at Oh Yeah in Harrison. I think right. that Oh Yeah was a little off in, in the timing of their opening because they opened after AR closed. So mm-hmm. there really wasn't an opportunity for Steve to give that shop as an option. Right, as, a, I, as a shout out. Yeah. Um, so I do, because I, I do, I've gotten the sense and just from my own experience being at, at both places, though I'm not at, at either place regularly, um, mm-hmm. that the majority ended up at, at Spider's Web. Right. Yeah, I was at August. Oh, yes, there was like what a 
afternoon with Steve or pizza with Steve or something. That's like what three years ago now. Uh, you know, that was the first time I was there. Wonderful shop, you know. Um, you know, just the the way the cookie crumbles. I'm closer to uh, Spider's Web. Yeah, I know. So right, exactly. I know the location is a big factor because you live in Yonkers, right? Or, yes, yeah. I do. Gotcha. Uh, well, it's funny because I was actually thinking about uh, that that time at Aw oh, Yeah. Because uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, we did an afternoon with Steve Odo. And I don't know if that was the same, because we also did a, a Kickstarter uh, like launch party there too, but I think those were separate events. But in any event, right. I do remember you know having a chat with you at one of those events at All Yeah, and it was a good few years ago, because at the time we were talking about um, picking high schools. Right, so it'd be four years ago. Yeah, Three. wow. And that's what I wanted to ask, because I was like, I think... Yeah. I think the high school would be over now. And I, is that the case? Yeah, he, he just graduated last Tuesday. Wow. Congratulations yeah. to him. Thank you. Well, yeah. you mean a few months ago. Because this is September. So oh, yes, yes, ago. yes. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Back in the middle of June, he graduated. Sorry. <laughs> uh, well, that's awesome. Congratulations. What, uh, what's he up to next? Uh, he's headed to Georgetown. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. Yeah. And where did he go for high school? Was it Fordham? He, yeah, he ended up at Fordham Prep. And was it a, how was the experience? It got better as it went along. Uh, freshman year was a little rough because uh, I guess some of the the other grammar schools sent you know like send a bunch of kids so you like, they kind of have their pre built you know circle. You know he was the only kid from his grammar school going there. Uh, it took a while, but by by senior year, you know he had a good. You know, I heard someone call, you know, he found his tribe and he, you know, he had a good uh, circle of friends. And I think he enjoyed it, you know, with all the craziness with COVID, you know, it was actually driving him crazy when, you know, he couldn't go in. So as soon as, you know, senior year came, well, you have the option for hybrid. I'm taking it, you know, couldn't even finish saying, or you could, that's, I'm going in as much as they'll let me go in, I'll go in. So. Gotcha. Well, I'm glad. I'm so. I, that, that's great to hear that. Uh, you know that he found his way, and I know I, my heart went out. I mean, obviously, so many people affected in so many ways mm-hmm. uh, by the pandemic, but specifically on the educational front, it's like, yeah, I, I, my heart did go out to to seniors in particular, um, and and especially and to kids like in middle school as well, like those those earlier, especially the earlier years where you know yeah. they still kind of like don't mind not totally even know what's going on and and have to navigate all this i know i'm sure that was really tough yeah like trying you know do kindergarten on zoom are you crazy (laughs) but you know like i I was lucky you know had when all the stuff happened i had a a junior and a a freshman uh my daughter's uh in uh ursuline so you know they were you know mature enough that, you know, you attend class, you do your stuff. You know, I didn't have to hover over them as I was trying to work remote. So, you know, from that uh, perspective, I was lucky. But yeah, you know, people with younger kids, it's like, wow, how do you do this? Yes. I Yeah. I I mean, it, it's, you know, it was definitely tough having a, a toddler, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, we didn't have to, you know, do Zoom school and all that stuff. So, right. uh, you know, <laughs> props, props to everyone who who dealt with that. The thing that, oh my God, that always stood out about our conversation regarding high schools mm-hmm. in this Westchester area was the cost. Because uh, I went, I went to Iona Prep for high school mm-hmm. in New Rochelle, but that was, you know, I graduated in 2005 quite some time ago and when you were telling me what the tuition is at Iona and Fordham and some of these other schools I was I was shocked 
Mm-hmm. I was shocked. Like not college prices, but like in the ballpark. Oh, you, you don't want to see the college prices then. <laughs> oh well, yeah. 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 It's uh, uh yeah. Well, it's funny because I mean I, I you know as, as you know and I think regular listeners know I mean I work in law school admissions so I, I do have right. a sense but yeah you you would but certainly like at at our law school I mean like we do I'm not pitching the school but it's like we do mm-hmm. <laughs> we do try to like price ourselves relatively affordably like our regular tuition is less than a lot of like undergrad you know tuition so mm-hmm. uh. Yeah, I don't envy the the position <laughs> that you're in and that you've been in, because uh, it's it was just staggering the some of these numbers. Yeah, um, but that's great. I'm glad that uh, that everything worked out for him. So so he graduated. He's off to Georgetown, and your daughter is still finishing up high school. Yes, uh, she's going into her junior year. Cool. Very so nice. you know, we just finished getting all the college mailings. They're just going to start again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I wish you luck. You <laughs> will need it with, with all of that. Thank you. And, you know, it's funny when you mention yourself working from home, and you know, it's funny you, you spend so much time with someone. But what, what do you do? I don't think I don't think I know. Maybe I've forgotten in all in all this time. I'm in the uh, IT department of uh, a company and been there for sixteen years now. At this point, wow. So, yeah, a lot of uh, the you know. The, it's boring stuff. You know, it's, I work on backend systems, but you know, I'm good at it and they keep paying me. So. Yeah. That's, that's not nothing. That's uh, that that's yeah. awesome. And um, I, I want to jump back to the, to the comics because, you know, we talked about like where you get them, but even beyond that, the fact that you're still reading and collecting, like I said, I mean, most of the really like the inner circle of the AR of the AR group, you know, pretty much gave up is, is sort of the right. sense that, uh, you know, that I've gotten and has been confirmed and in, in, in certainly in these interviews, uh, these episodes that we've been doing. So, I mean, I hope and assume the answer is yes, but I mean, are you still, are you still enjoying comics or is it kind of more out of habit? Where do you fall on that? Um, I'm still enjoying, I would say maybe I buy the, you know, the big tent pole or summer, you know, crossover event out of habit. Cause the last couple I've read, it's like, eh, I shouldn't have wasted the money, but you know, more you know regular series is usually uh i still i do still enjoy i think i'm getting to the point a little bit where um i'm venturing a little bit off of superheroes and maybe i'm buying a little less you know i might try a bunch of stuff and like yeah no no that works so you know the the list is a little smaller uh than it used to be so uh you know it's, it's evolving slowly but you know i still i still enjoy it good that, no, that's great to hear. I mean, roughly speaking, how many titles are we talking about on on your pull list? Maybe somewhere between fifteen and twenty, depending okay. on what what mini series is out, what ended, what hasn't restarted. You know, I'm just kind of guesstimating. It's about uh, it's probably about twenty a month. Cool. When when Steve announced that he was closing, did you? Was there ever a moment where you were like, maybe this is a good place to stop, or maybe this is a good place to switch to trades or switch to reading digital? Or were you, from the minute he announced, you're like, okay, I got to figure out where I'm going to go? Well, what's funny is the thought occurred to me, you know, maybe a year or two before he closed, like, well, if Steve ever closed, maybe I just go digital. So, you know, how much room does an iPad take up? You know, it'd be much less crap. Uh, And then, you know, two years later, he closed, and I was at the decision point. I was like, no, I like... (laughs) 
you know, for like my novels, I definitely have an e-reader. Uh, you know, I found that's easy. You know, you have the one thing, you, you have a whole library. But for the comic books, I still like the physical experience. Um, recently, for some of the, uh, uh, the book clubs, it's just been easier to get it uh, through whatever it is, comicology. So, like, that's grown on me a little bit. You know, like, so for all those readings, maybe I'll do them on the, uh, the iPod uh, or iPad, excuse me, um, you know, but still for like the, the weeklies or floppy, floppies, I still, you know, you know, have a giant stack that I still collect. Understandable. And I, I think that's something that uh, probably a good number of our listeners identify with. I mean, I, I've talked about this before on, on other episodes. I mean, I was... I really held out for a long time on the the digital reading and I, you know, over the past two years at this point, I guess, like really did become a convert. Mm -hmm. uh, but at the same time, I do, I mean, right over my shoulder here, I have uh, like all of my Superman trades and I'm staring at the right. rest of my, my graphic novel library uh, <laughs> across the room here. So I, I guess, you know, ultimately I, I like a mix. Although, yeah, for myself, like I'm not reading anything at this point on, you know, on a monthly basis. Uh, right. You mentioned the book club and we've talked about this. Uh, this has come up in other installments of the longer Halloween, but uh, you know, Mike San Gregorio, one of our, our crew members, I know he's been organizing this book club for a, quite a while now, right? A couple of years at least. Yeah, I think it grew out of, you know, well, the store's closed. What the hell are we going to do? I think that's where it grew out of. Um, I caught up to it maybe a year or two after it uh, was uh, going. Yeah. That's cool. And it's something that uh, I take it you've, you've been enjoying. Yes. You know, in the, the old world or the before times, you know, it was an excuse to, you know, get out and socialize and, you know, we talk about comics or we'd start talking about comics and where we ended up, who knows, you know, um, during the COVID times, you know, like everything else that's gone on zoom. Uh, and then, you know, again, it's a, it's a break from everything else not as good as going out and enjoying company, but it's better than, you know, not talking comics. Yeah, no, I think it's cool. I, you know, it's, I'm still on the email list and cause I was there for the first, like the earliest, earliest uh, meetings right. of it. And it just got to the point where I had so much stuff going on and then podcast wise, it's like, I've been reading so much stuff and talking about so much on the podcast that it's like, I just, I didn't have it in me for, you know, for, for more, but I love that it's there and that you guys do it. I think that's awesome. Is that the main way that you've kept in touch with some of the AR folks or have you kept in touch with people otherwise? Um, that's the main way. I mean, you know, as after the store closed, uh, and you know, it's weird to think it's for past six years now at this point, um, you know, we would, you know, there was like two groups. There was a the book club and then there was like you know we would still do dinners not not as often not as many uh you know so that's how i would see you know other folks you know covid went and blew that up uh but you know now that things are better maybe you know we'll, we'll start again um you know that's the the two ways uh that i see uh see the uh the old gang or you know just randomly you know i'll run into people yeah do you do you and i i don't say this like with any expectation but do you okay. like reach out to people ever like i mean you know just to sort of catch up or anything like that um I'm like a quiet person like you know if i see <laughs> something on facebook that someone might enjoy you know I'll, I'll toss it to them like there was a you know an autobot picture or something you know threw that to mike 
uh, you know, sometimes a Star Wars picture, I'll throw like Drew or uh, uh, O'Day, you know, because I know they're they're probably bigger Star Wars fans than I am. Right. Uh, so yeah, it's it's just kind of my nature to be low key. You know, like if you know, there's nothing stopping me from like, hey, we should get together. It's just you know, have haven't done it. No, I and again, like I don't, I, like I said, I don't say that in any in any critical way it's not like hey why no, don't you do that it's just but I, I ask because you know in all in a lot of these discussions like it's that idea of like oh yeah like i would go to a dinner if someone organized it but right. it's not necessarily something that that people are actively you know trying to do like we're always happy when we run into each other but right. uh it, it's just a fascinating piece of it the lone exception uh, well i guess myself and doing episodes like this but i besides that the, the main exception is rich roney um in in so many of these conversations you know rich rich i think i mean well i know he picked literally picks up the phone <laughs> and calls more people and and really makes that effort to keep in touch than than really any of the rest of us um but yeah it's it's a, an, an interesting dynamic because i know we do all miss each other and we enjoy when we're together but they're i, I don't know maybe that just is like a just i don't know a natural thing or just a f- sad fact of life i don't know but that the, yeah. the 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 motivation to to actually take those steps to try to put something together or to connect um yeah i know it, it's not not always there yeah you know and san gregorio with the book club i, I gotta give him a shout out as well because i do think yeah. that's cool uh as far as the going back to the comics though so if memory serves right you're big like batman and green lantern guy Okay, well, definitely, I'm still a Green Lantern <laughs> guy. Uh, Batman, I remember, I was telling Andrew over at Spider's Web. It's like I'm Batmaned out. Uh, I've had enough. You know, it's it's just what what they're doing uh, these days. It's like it just makes no sense. It's like oh, I was eventually after you know, geez, there's a pile of six of this uh, this series on my nightstand. I'm not reading it. You know, it's time to drop it. So. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that because I, I mean, I always remember, you know, uh, like if we were chatting at dinner or at the store yeah. or something like that, I know you're, you're a Batman guy. What's your, your favorite Batman era or run? Hmm. Probably my favorite. And it's not just Batman. It was the detective comics after rebirth, where it was like the, I think they called them Gotham Knights, where it was like the, it was like a Batman family. It was t- it was the Tim Drake Robin. It was the spoiler. They, it was Cassandra Kane. I think they were calling her Orphan uh, as opposed to Batgirl. Uh, uh, it was Batwoman. Uh, eventually, they brought in Batwing, uh, one of one of Lucius Fox's sons, and they, they were like trying to reform uh, Clayface. So that run, you know, that run, I loved. You know that that's. Uh, fairly recent i mean i love the hush run you know going way back up until the end because it was a great story and you know that made me realize it's hard to stick the landing now i i don't know maybe it's just hard for Loeb to stick the landing you know but it was just it was this great you know this is this giant excuse jim lee wants to draw batman villains okay but up until the end it was really great and in the end it was like this is what you came up with um, the Court of the Owls, the begin, the early Snyder stuff, the Court of the Owls, the Night of the Owls, the Death of the Family, that stuff was really good. As the run went on, it kind of got silly. So, 
it's um it's interesting because I I mean everything that you're mentioning, with the except of Hush, with the exception mm-hmm. of Hush, which is now going back almost twenty years, which is kind of crazy. But yeah, pretty much everything else is is relatively recent. I was expecting yeah. uh, you know maybe stuff because I know you've been reading. I mean, how long have you been into comics? Um, if you count Star Wars and GI Joe since 1977, uh, traditional superhero comics, I got the bug late in grammar school, um, right around Secret War. So that's 84 or 85. Um, so, you know, I started reading Marvel, didn't touch DC. Uh, and then, you know, I went into high school and I had the, you know, I'm in high school, I'm too cool for comics. So I dropped it for a year. And then, uh, what was it? Iron Man uh, Armor Wars. A friend of mine had one of the epi- uh, issues. I read that. I was like, oh, crap, I'm back in. So pretty much straight run since 87 to now. Gotcha. Very cool. I, I Yeah, I want to talk more about, uh, you know, your your comics history and your comic shop history. I'll just... Sure. I want we had, I want to do a commercial break, but before that, I just want to say real quick about Hush because uh, Tom Darby and I we did a, an episode of my comic shop book club uh, a little while back on Hush, and I won't rehash the whole thing. People can listen to it if if they would like to. Uh, it was a lot of fun, sort of. And this was the first time that I had gone back to it in many many years, and sort of my my overall assessment of it was it really is great as an encapsulation of the Batman. Uh, rogues gallery and supporting mm-hmm. cast and overall mythology. So, you know, and, and as, again, as someone who worked at a comic shop and, you know, it was always one of those books we would recommend to people, especially if they were new to comics or new to Batman and rereading it all these years later, it, it holds up in that sense. And it's like, yeah, no, I see why this is still on those lists and why you would give this to someone. Cause it really does hit on a lot, uh, uh, you know, of the Batman world generally as a mystery. It, I just don't think it's really there as a satisfying mystery. Right. So, um, all right. Well, we'll take a, a quick commercial break and then uh, we'll come back and we'll talk more about your comic shop history, how you got to alternate realities in the first place, uh, all that good stuff. So we'll be right back. If you enjoy this show, please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. I also hope you'll consider joining my Patreon community. The support of my patrons enables me to produce this podcast and patrons get rewards too, including exclusive episodes, advanced listens, and more. Sign up today and get instant access to the back catalog. Visit patreon.com slash Anthony Desiato. Thank you to all of my patrons. I truly appreciate your support. The Hive Comics and Games is an oasis of nerd fun and events in the heart of Odessa, Texas. Whether it's comic book superhero stories or role-playing in a dungeon, The Hive is where to be. Come tap your mana and face off against the top Magic the Gathering players in West Texas. Hive carries a majority of new comic titles each Wednesday and has all of your favorite titles in their back issue section. Follow them on Facebook at The Hive Comics and on Instagram at The Hive Comic Shop. Film lovers and filmmakers should check out this family of film festivals. Brightside Tavern in Jersey City, Hang On To Your Shorts in Asbury Park, Point Lookout on Long Island, and In The Cut in Bloomfield, New Jersey. Submission information for filmmakers as well as details about the festivals generally, can be found at filmfreeway.com. Also, be sure to listen to the Hang On To Your Shorts and Cullen On Film podcasts available via a shared universe network. 
All right. And we're back still here with Pete Dwyer. So, uh, you know, you were mentioning before how you got into comics and, and a little bit of the arc of your comic book uh, reading and, and buying history. So how'd you end up at Alternate Realities? Like what were the first places that you got comics and then how did you end up at AR? Okay. Well, I'm old enough that I used to buy comics on in the newsstand. You know, they did, in my neighborhood in the Bronx, they didn't have enough room for the spinner racks. So it was just like the magazine racks up on the wall. So, you know, that's how, you know, somehow or the other, my mother saw that, you know, oh, they're making Star Wars comics. I need them. You know, all, you know, first grade version of myself. Um, and actually, I, like, I missed a couple. And this, so this is 77, like a comic shop opened in my neighborhood. Um, and like they put, you know, this will probably horrify some people, like they put the comics in the bags and they put them on the window so you could see them. And there's like two of them, two of the Star Wars ones that I missed. And I was like, mom, can we go in? No, no. And then one day I walked by and it's gone. I'm like, ah, crap. The next day they were gone because she went into the store and got them. Aww. But, you know, the store like closed, like, I don't know, like two weeks later. So I never got in there. You know, I didn't. You know, first grade, I'm like, what, six or seven? I wasn't, you know, I didn't realize what I missed. Um, so, yeah, so so the really early stuff, so late 70s, early 80s, was just tracking down Star Wars and G.I. Joe on the racks. Um, eventually, you know, when I got into Secret Wars, you know, I found whatever was on the rack at the time, uh, I guess, 11. Uh, so I got that. Um, and then uh, Dragon's Den was in its original location down all the way in Yonkers. You know, it used to split space with the pet store. So it's half pet store, half, uh, you know, comic book, you know, store. And like you, back then you used to walk in, you used to get that smell of old paper. Uh, so, you know, I got a couple, you know, I think it was like a Christmas gift because it was the, the black costume introduction was sequel wars eight. So, you know, that was, that was more than my budget could handle. Like, okay, we'll buy it for you for Christmas. So I had to wait, you know, a couple months to get that. Um, eventually, eventually the, there was a comic store that stayed open in my neighborhood. So that's where I used to get them. I think back then they used to come out on like Thursdays and Fridays. I remember going on Fridays to get new comics. Um, and then as we got into college and my friends got cars, you know, we would go to where Dragon's Den ended up. We'd go there. How we ended up at Alternate Realities was uh, one of our friends was looking for job, looking for a summer job. So we're just going up Central Avenue, trying to figure out where it could go. And my friend Andy Cullen, out of the side of his eyes, like, hey, wait a minute, that's a new comic store. We'll have to go there on the way back. So, you know, we went off to, I think it was KB. He was trying to apply for a job. We came back and, you know, it wasn't alternate. wasn't even officially open. It was just Steve, Kevin, and Gene just like setting up. But you know they would sell. And what hooked us, you know, we were college kids. It's like, oh, for every hundred you spend, you get ten dollars credit. What? I get money back? That's that's you know beautiful to a college student. So and what's funny is my friends bought stuff that day, so they were like thirty three, thirty four, thirty five. I didn't buy anything. You know, we went back the next week. I was like 168, like, wow. Um, you know, so yeah, I was around long enough to have an original number, you know, as opposed to eventually Steve purged everything. I think I ended up as 19 was the number I had for the, the remainder of the time. So yeah, it was just my friend having to, 
needing a summer job and the, the hook was, you know, hey, you get some money back. I'm in. So you effectively shopped at AR for its entire life. Yes. I, I kid around with my wife that I've known Steve longer than I've known her. <laughs> now, it's only by a year, but still, it's a, it's a true statement. That's really cool. I mean, you know, that's, again, one of the reasons why I'm, I'm happy to have you on here because, um, I mean, you know, like you said, I know you, you can be kind of, you know, more on, on the, the quiet or the reserve side, but it's like, man, you've been there, you know, and you've, yeah. you know, been, been part of the group coming out to dinner, you know, long, long before myself. Uh, yeah, that must be a really interesting perspective, having gone through all of the, the iterations, the various layout, the physical layouts of the layouts. store, the changes in ownership, the changes in Steve's right. mood. Yes. I, I mean, there are a lot of directions we could go with this, but I, I don't know. Do, is there is there a favorite, uh, I don't know, favorite era of the store or ownership configuration or anything like that that you're like, yeah, that was like my favorite time at AR? I would say, um, hmm, I don't, I don't know if I have a a favorite. I mean, as long as like Steve or, um. Brandon, you know, uh, were, you know, either owner, co-owner, you know, it, it went through, I don't know how many permutations. Uh, you know, I was, I was always uh, pretty happy. I like, but to, to pick like one error, uh, I don't know if I could. Yeah. Yeah. I think there were, I don't know, eight or nine different uh, ownership configurations. There were, there were folks along over the years people who had been owners in particular, I think who had mm -hmm. suggested like, Oh, I guess you really do like a break. Like, I don't know a chart or something laying right. out all the configurations. And I'm like, I don't know how interesting that really would be. <laughs> uh, well, it, it would, it would appeal to a very small audience, like pretty much, you know, the people <laughs> you're interviewing would be like, Oh, so that's what it looks like. Uh, your, your wider audience. I don't, I don't know how that would play. That's always been my gut. Like I'm really, I'm really uh, grateful for and proud of the fact that you know the show and the documentaries have like appealed to people who don't know our store. But you know, I've gone to lengths to try to make this you know something that people could connect with. And yeah, I feel like that that would be a little that would be like a little a little bit too much. Yeah, uh, probably. I'd follow your gut on that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, so you were part of the store for so long. What, at what point? Did you start going out to, to the, the dinners? And how, like, how did that come about? Well, it happened, my friends, you know, so I said there was the, that group of us going out that day, um, you know, to help my other friend. So my friend, Tony Zayas, he, you know, he, he was, I don't remember which one, but he, he bought on that first day. Um, somehow or the other, and I, I don't know the full story, him and Brandon got on thick as thieves. So, you know, Tony would go and hang out at the store and go to dinner. They're like, hey, do you want to come? So, you know, that's how I would come. I mean, and this, I don't know how well I'll play with the, the wider audience, but you'll get it. It's like, I remember there were times we would go to dinner on a Wednesday, you know, where by the end of the store, even my wife, you don't call Steve on a Wednesday. You leave Steve alone on Wednesday. But there was a point in time where, you know, you'd finish up on Wednesday and we'd go to what's the name of it rice star next to where the path mark used to be yeah um rice star you know, is so still that, there yes it is crazy i've never yeah. been i've never, never yeah. been but i always see it and i know that you guys used to go there yeah so i mean 
like as to when that started jeez i don't know uh but what's funny is my friend tony he ended up moving away and you know what he hooked me up with you know i kept going with you know so eventually i got embedded enough uh to be a regular so as you know things changed over you know i was still you know hey you want to go to dinner sure yeah that's awesome i mean so yeah the the go i mean it's not like there was ever like it always had to be one place but typically we would fall into this routine and so there were certain places that you would kind of go over and over did you have a favorite of all the various uh gathering restaurants um probably the pizza and brew and maybe that's because just we went there the most um you know i mean if you go back far enough when brandon was involved there was the hartsdale gardens hartsdale it's it used to, uh, it was by the Best Buy up in Hartsdale. I'm not sure what it's called these days. We we had a lot of dinners there too. Um, I guess the, you know, just sitting in the back of the old pizza and brewers that, you know, train car or whatever they were trying to do. You know, that's, uh, I remember a lot of the dinners, you know, as, as we went on, you know, we ended up in Mickey Spillane's, uh, you know, where, you know, I think that's where we cooked up the term desiatoed. Yes, there was this run where I would get my food last. Like it happened enough times that, to your point, yeah. it, it became a thing that if if you were last to be served, you, you got Desiato. There, were, yeah, there were a couple of times where it was it was it was pretty egregious in a couple of instances, yeah. and it was it was a little frustrating. But uh, but okay. it was like never anything. What'd you get? Hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like Did you get the daily special. No, I got a hamburger. <laughs> it's like it was just for whatever reason the universe saying no, you get to wait. Yeah. And it's like, look, you know, we were a big group a lot of times and, you know, we would go on a Saturday night. So I know it was busy. I I am sympathetic to that. But it's like when your entire group has been served and you're sitting Mm -hmm. there, you know, a a little frustrating. Thankfully, it didn't uh, it didn't happen too many times. And at a certain point, I feel like it it, it wasn't an issue anymore. Yeah, it went away. Just whoever was (laughs) served last was Desiato. That's that's what grew out of that. Yeah, for sure. And then, so you got to meet Rich Roney very early on then too, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What was, uh, I mean, we're talking Rich Roney like over 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, Was he exactly the same as he is now? (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah, and I I view that as a a good thing. Um, You know, I think, you know, where where later on, you know, it was like, it was the race, who's going to get the Rich Roney seat, you know, because depending on where we were and whatnot, you know, what, was there one Rich Roney seat? Was there two or three? You know, that, I remember that. Um, but yeah, no, I've known Rich, yeah, a long time. Yeah. And, you know, and that, that consistency, you know, Bill Mayo and I talk about this all the time that, you know, we, there's great comfort in that. I mean, Rich has been such a steady constant consistent presence in our in our lives you know as we've all you know moved forward in life and have had you know moves and marriages and kids and like all job you know job change like all kinds of stuff and uh rich is just like steady like a rock there throughout all of it yeah. and uh you know always a great source of uh of of, of counsel and conversation and uh, see, I, I avoided friendship and fun. I was like, what else could I say? Yeah. We got to mix up our word choice a little bit. Yeah. Um, but the, is there anyone over the years? I mean, again, I know you came in with, with your friends, but as you became part of the group, I mean, 
and I, not to single anyone out at the expense of others, but, but are there any folks at the store like you found you, you got like you particularly close to, like particularly strong bonds of friendship with? As much as we're, we're all friends, we're all buddies, but uh, anyone you, you really like, I really formed a strong bond with this person? Um, you know, I've, I'd say I've gotten very friendly with Sean um, and actually Mike Centigorio and I, it's like, as we talk about things, like, you know, we were the only two reading Valiant. We, we both went to the same college. We both, it was like, geez Louise, we got like a mirror, mirror, you know, mirror universe thing going on here. Other, other than the hairline, it's like, and I'm catching up, uh, you know, it's like, crap, are we separated at birth? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and that's, I think it was one of the, like the most beautiful things about the store is that, you know, it, it brings you into contact with people you might have all this stuff in common with, but you might not have ever met otherwise had it not right, been yeah. for the store. Uh, I, I just want to jump back to your, your kids for a second. Did they ever get into comics? Did you ever try to get them into it? I tr- Well, I never, what I would do is I would bring them with me. Uh, and when my son was little, he couldn't care boo about the comics, but the old uh, statue uh, showcase in the back, there was one of the statues that had uh, what was Superman's dog? Crypto? Mm-hmm. You know, he, he wanted to see the dog. Like, okay, and you, you go see the dog. Um, and as they grew older, you know, if they wanted something, you know, okay, get this? Sure. You know, anything to see if I could spark an interest. I mean, I remember there was one time with my son, you know, he gathered all the stuff. I gathered mine. I was like, you're getting more than I am. And I, whoever was next to me um, wasn't someone I knew. Just busted out laughing because you weren't expecting that. Um so, you know, I exposed them. My daughter would read a little bit. She had a little more interest. Um, you know, the, they, they both followed a little bit. Uh, but no, they didn't. Uh, so far, they haven't gotten the, the bug uh, that I have for it. Are you okay with that? Or is, or is that any... Yeah, no, yeah. each... Um, what, I f- what I think is, you know, you can expose your kids, but, you know, you got to let them pick. You know, because, you know, when I, when I sit back and think about it, you know, for as huge of a Star Wars fan as I was, I never made them, you know, you have to watch this, you have to love this. You know, I think, you know, we got maybe, we watched Star Wars, we watched Empire Strikes Back, and we never got around to Return of the Jedi. So, you know, there's a little part of me, I failed as a Star Wars father. But, you know, what we ended up, you know, what ended up being our things was Harry Potter or... Uh, Avatar, the the Ang version, the uh, what is it, the, the Last Airbender, that mm. that first Nickelodeon series, you know, and you know those are the things that you know I watched with them. I mean, we watched some Clone Wars, you know, I, I didn't think it sunk in as much, but you know, it was on the TV one time, and Aiden was like, "Oh yeah, I used to love that." You did? Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, so I you know, exposed them, and you know, we ended up, you know, uh, you know. We tried to get Aiden to read the the books. You know, I think his uh, aunt bought him the books for like a, an airplane trip to Ireland. Like we could, you know, you'll, you'll be, you won't notice the time. You'll read the books. You won't touch them. You know, so being good parents. Okay. Look, if you read the first one, we'll give you 20 bucks. You know, bribe. That worked. You read the second one, we'll give you 10 bucks. Okay. Rip through it. At that point, he was hooked and he... You know, he, he would pay us money. Let me read the next one. I'll, 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 pay, I'll pay you. Uh, and that's actually how I got back into reading because I'd kind of fallen off because we kept hearing, oh, the third book, it's so dark. I was like, okay, fine. Maybe I should read it before I let him into it. It's like, hey, this is good. <laughs> so it, it would be a race whenever he would get a new one 
I would start at the same time to see when would we finish. And eventually, you know, it got to be, hey, you finished the book, we'll watch the movie. You know, so those, those are the things we, you know, latched on to. Not, I think I might have went a little far afield from your question, so I, I apologize. No, no, that was awesome to hear. And, you know, that, that definitely tracks with my with my instinct and also other advice I've gotten from fellow dads where, you know, it's like as, as Milo gets older and he's two now, it's like, right. yeah, I hope that, you know, I'm able to share my love of these characters and these worlds with him. But it's like, if he's not into it, that's fine. Whatever he is into, uh, you know, I'll get on board with. And two, I mean, it's like, even if he doesn't read comics, I mean, these cat, these characters are everywhere. So like now, your kids, yes. do, you, you, do your kids watch the movies and the TV shows? Yes. Cause I, I do have a, I think it's a funny story. Hopefully you do as well. Um, so my daughter latched on to the Marvel movies as soon as she could. So she pretty much watched all of them whenever they would show on, you know, FX, whatever, for whatever reason would have them, she would plow through them, you know, and it'd be like, Hey, we should watch winter soldier. That might be the one, movie my wife would enjoy because there's enough spy and thriller that you know you don't have to focus on the guys in the bright colors you could just watch it as a uh, a spy thriller uh but you know she's she like plowed through it when she saw it but anyway so and eventually my son latched on as well and actually he would be the one we got to see it opening weekend i don't want to i don't want to spoil it where I, i'd get around to it he's like no 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 we got to go see it so we're watching uh for infinity war so they're on I'm going to mess up the name, but the, the planet with the, the soul stone, Voltamir, Vol, whatever, whatever that planet is. Sure. And, you know, the Red Skull, you know, shows up. And it's funny, they both had this different reaction. My daughter's like, what is he doing there? She'd watched all the movies. My son is, who the hell is that? Because he hadn't seen the earlier Marvel movies. You know, he jumped on somewhere, I guess, phase two or three so it was funny like you know in one year i got the shock of oh my god and the other i got the who the hell is that <laughs> what about the dc movies i didn't hear anything about those <laughs> um no we didn't latch i mean well i think there was one christmas uh where they each you know picked a movie and i think my daughter or one of them picked uh suicide squads so we watched that and that's not bad i think it's more it has very interesting characters the movie doesn't make a whole heck of a lot of sense but you know between uh will smith dead shot i think that is the mm -hmm. is, right and i'm drawing a blank on who plays harley quinn uh, margot robbie Rob, you know her her performance you know those and um viola davis for walker you know the, the characters are really interesting. Hey, I want to see what happens. The rest of the story around it is like, wait, what? Huh? It, you know, so there was, yeah, no, we, we really didn't get into, into the DCs. And, you know, for as much as a Green Lantern fan I was, from what I saw of the Ryan Reynolds stuff, I was like, yeah, no, I don't, no, I, I don't need to see it. Yeah. The, I, I don't disagree about Suicide Squad. It, you know, again, it, from what we've heard, it sounds like there was a lot of behind the scenes, you know, interference right. and reshooting. Uh, Green Lantern right. 2 was, was, I don't think it was horrible, but it, it definitely was not as strong as it could have been or as it needed to be. Are you looking forward to the HBO Max series that they're planning? Yeah, I mean, that that's where the, the pain point is. It's like, I can't subscribe to every uh, uh, subscription that's out there, you know? So it's like, I'm interested. I'm definitely interested. It's like, 
I don't know, do I wait for, you know, it all to come out and see if I can get like a month's promo or something and plow through it that way. You know, I don't know what I do for season two, but you know, it'd get me season one. Uh, but yeah, no, that, that does look interesting. Yeah. I, I'm really, I'm very curious about that. And um, again, while, while I didn't, I didn't hate the Ryan Reynolds movie, but it definitely fell short. And so I, right. yeah, I am curious now with all the time that's passed uh, the improvements in visual effects, like, like all that stuff. Uh, the idea of, you know, them being able to tell the story over, you know, a season, you know, mm-hmm. or however many seasons it runs for. Yeah. There's a lot about it that, uh, you know, I'm like cautiously optimistic about. It would be cool to see. I mean, especially a property like that, where, you know, you read the comics and it's like, even with visual effects, it's like, man, like that's, tough to really nail like all those ring constructs and everything and so right. uh, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah I'm, I'm excited yeah i mean with what they can do with cgi i think you can you could get a good number of the, the constructs that are quote-unquote standard the giant punching glove the gatling gun you know the robot you know i, I think you can do that now yeah what about uh, i know we talked about uh, you know comic shops but uh and pandemic aside what about conventions are you are you like a regular convention goer right uh depends how you define regular <laughs> i you i do the nycc and i started going oh uh, uh, the one in jersey in the east coast comic-con mm-hmm. um yeah those are haven't really traveled for them you know every now and again i wonder maybe i should but usually you know it's the the new york comic-con and then with the the East Coast Comic Con, I would, you know, they're close and that's so close, you know, how can I not? Do you have a desire to do like San Diego? If I was out there, maybe, but like to go specifically for it, uh, I don't know. You know, I think some of the the Comic Con or conventions I see, like there was one in jersey and it was more an entertainment one but it was the voices of the animaniacs which you know absolutely brilliant cartoon i just couldn't fit it in it's like oh my god i get to meet the voices like you know that kind of got me thinking well maybe i could travel a little bit um yeah you know it's uh, been so long without one it's like you know (laughs) first one that comes up it's like okay i'll go (laughs) yeah it's uh it's funny because I mean, I've done San Diego twice now and it was an experience and it's the sort of thing where if there's any part of you that's like, oh, I really would love to do it at some point, then sure. You know, I think it's, it's worth it, I suppose. But I don't know if, if you're not that keen on it or if you're kind of on the fence, New York has gotten so big that, I mean, obviously San Diego does have even more of that, you know, Hollywood influence. And, uh, I mean, San Diego itself is gorgeous, you know? So, so kind of to your point, I do think that if, you know, you were able to kind of like tie the convention into like a a family vacation or a work trip or like whatever it might be, that might be the way to go. Like I, I, again, I'm not so gung ho on cons generally and certainly like that one that i would be like yo you gotta you know jump through all these hoops to get air get a flight and get a hotel and get tickets and 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 go through all of that but i've also gone so i guess it's so i don't know like if you haven't gone and you do have any desire you know but maybe you'll make it out there at some point yeah yeah well we'll have to you never know what'll happen yeah uh you know before we before we wrap up here uh any alternate realities 
memories, anecdotes, like for, and again, especially having shopped there for as long as you did, like anything that, that, uh, whether we've talked about it on the show or not, it, you know, just to get your perspective on it would be interesting, but anything that like really stands out to you that you wanted to share? Um, well, it's, it's more of an after effect, but you know, so the store has been closed for six years. I live not all that far away from it. So I'm forever going up central Avenue. I would say it took me a good five years to stop turning my head. I like just by muscle memory, I would know just to see, Hey, is Steve there? Oh no, no, it's not there anymore. Five years. It was that much ingrained to me to see, Hey, Steve burning midnight oil is, you know, is, you know, back when I used to know Rich's car, cause it used to be the Pontiacs is rich there. Um, you know, it, it took five years for me to stop turning my head just on instinct. Um, so you know, so that, uh, um, one thing, I, I, I don't know, it was, it was a boatload of everything. It was, you know, going back to, to use a paper I think you wrote in high school, you know, you kind of equated it to cheers. Right. You yes. know, you, you, you went in, everyone was happy to see you, you know, and, you know, from, you know, what other people have said, it's like, you know, you'd go to the store and see what's going on. See who's going to be the, you know, see, is there dinner going on? Are people going to a movie? You know, it was this central hub or, you know, like we've all said before, the clubhouse. <sighs> yeah, no, I, I can't. It was a whole boatload of everything it is, you know, maybe not what you're looking for. I, I can't right, right now. Uh, I, I can't boil it down to one. Once podcast is over, I'll think of all these, you know, discrete examples. But right now, um, it, it's just uh, everything. And then, you know, in you know, I, I, sometimes you get the feeling that Steve doesn't feel like he he made an impact. Um, and I know for him it was different because he was running. You know, we got to enjoy the clubhouse. He was running. You know, he he was running it. Uh, you know. The fact that, you know, we're still talking about the place six years after it's gone. You know, there's still friendships. Are, are, you know, are we as tight as we used to be? No. Part of that is life moves on. Part of it is it's gone. But I, you know, the the store is gone. But I think think it's an incredible thing that, you know, for that 20-some-odd years, enough of us built enough connections and whatnot that we're still willing to talk to each other, still go and hang out. You know, we, we've been to each other's, uh, you know, weddings, wakes, good, bad, or indifferent. We've all been in each other's lives. And we still, you know, even after the store, we're still, you know, there's still a connection. Well said. And, and I really, I, I identify with that and I agree with it. And that's, that's something that I've definitely been coming to terms with and that's actually a perfect segue because the the next episode is the finale of the longer halloween and i'll be joined once again by dr bill mayo and you know he and i do lament the the loss of the space uh Mm because it it meant so much to us and that was i i think like like you you hit on i mean having that that dedicated place to go fostered you know, these friendships, just that time that you're able to spend in the same place together. But it's like, yeah, the, the, the bonds are so strong that, you know, when you do connect with someone, you're, you're able to pick up where you left off. And even if it's not the regular contact, you know, if you need the person, they'll, they'll be there. And that, that really is a powerful, special thing. And so, yeah, no, it doesn't, it doesn't play out exactly the same way it used to before, but it is still really powerful and special in its own way. It's just something, you know, different now. Yeah. 
And as far as <laughs> on the road, I will this different than than your experience, but uh, it's not that that's when I miss AR the most. But like there are a lot of instances where if I'm at, whether I'm driving on Central or you know I'm on a highway that's parallel to it, and I think about how in the past like oh I would hop off at this exit and I would mm-hmm. pass by the store. And, uh, you know, just pass some time and see who's there. It's like, I, th- th- those are some of the moments where I, it, you know, it, it does hit me when I'm like, oh, like I, like I wish, I wish it was still there that I could just drop in on it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's definitely, there's a, eh, this might be too far, but, you know, there's an AR shaped hole, uh, you know. Yeah. No, I, I, I hear you. And uh, I know our, our audience has, has been with us on this journey and I, I think they, <laughs> they, they know it and they, they feel it as well. Uh, well, listen, Pete, thank you for, uh, for coming on for our Labor Day episode. I'm glad that we, we got to do this and, uh, and we got to catch up. Um, I, that's so awesome about your son. Uh, you know, really best of luck to him at Georgetown and, and your daughter um, as she uh, completes her, her high school journey and, and starts her college search. I hope, <laughs> hope that everything yeah. goes, goes well and goes smoothly. I hope it goes well, but no, th- thank you for having me. It, it was a pleasure. Thank you. Awesome. No, you got it. Uh, so thank you very much, Pete. Thank you to our audience. And um, yeah, next episode is our big finale. We'll be joined once again by Dr. Bill Mayo uh, when uh, Halloween, uh, uh, occurs once again. So, uh, make sure that you come back for our finale. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun and I'm sure, um, yeah, it'll be a special conversation between, uh, Bill and myself. So make sure that you come back for that. And until then, remember, don't be a flat squirrel. My Comic Shop History is a flat squirrel production. Art by Filtastic Filmenza, music by Basic Printer. If you like what you heard, be sure to listen to Digging for Kryptonite. Sign up for exclusive content at patreon.com slash anthonydesiato and watch My Comic Shop Country on Amazon, Apple TV, and CuriosityStream.